So let's review. The Gemara in the previous daft discussed. One who admits to part of a claim, but asserts that the money is still intact and available for immediate collection. And Sayyidah Machlech is whether Helech Chayib, he is required to swear because he's considered a Moedah Mixtus, or Helech Pater, he's not required to swear because the claim consists only of the portion that he denies, and so he is a Kefrakel. The Gemara now asks, According to the opinion that he's exempt, why is it necessary for a Klalu Prat or Klal to teach us that Bezin does not administer oaths for claims regarding land? Every such case involves Helech because the land is already in his possession. The Gemara suggests two scenarios. The He damaged the land. Therefore, although the claim originally pertained to land, he's now admitting liability for monetary compensation and it is not a case of Helech. The claim was for both land and utensils, and they only admitted to utensils. Therefore, the oath indeed pertains to land, but it is not a case of Halakh, since he is only returning utensils, which are not automatically in their owner's possession. Figmar tries to resolve this machlikas from the following b'risa regarding Shavuot HaShemim. HaShemim must swear to support his claim that the animal he was guarding was lost or damaged due to circumstances for which he is not liable. However, Rabbi Bachama maintains They are only required to swear if they are also a Meidah B'Miktis, having admitted to part of the claim. This is possible only if Omar lay Gimel Paris Masartilach. The Mafki claims he gave him three cows, and the Shemr admitted to having one animal, denied the second, and claimed an exemption regarding the third. If so, the Gemara points out, the cow is a pekadin and is automatically in the owner's possession, constituting a case of Helech, and yet this is considered a moide b'mektsis. The Gemara answers the toin mesu kulu The mafkid claimed that all three animals died due to the Shemer's negligence, and the Shemer responded, Chada lahayidvar me'aylam, v'chada mesu ba'inus, v'chada mesu b'pshia he denied one completely, admitted that one died due to negligence, for which he's liable, and claimed the third died due to unavoidable circumstances, for which he's exempt. Therefore, lav helechu, because he merely admitted to owing money. The Gemara now returns to explain the Mishnah on that base. Each one must swear that he owns at least half of the garment, and they then divide it. The Gemara elaborates on the wording of this oath. Although they are each claiming that the talus is completely theirs, they do not swear I own the entire talus, because neither claimant will receive the whole talus, and as Rashi explains, people will question that the ruling of Bezdin does not conform to the oath they administered. Furthermore, they do not swear I own half the talus, because that would constitute an admission that he does not own the entire talus, contradicting his original claim. Therefore, he swears, which the Gemara explains as the Amar He affirms that he's claiming the entire talus. However, due to the opposing claim, he swears that he has an interest in the talus of at least half of it. The Gemara asks, since both are holding the talus, they're both presumed owners and should divide it without swearing. The Gemara explains, The 
that Chum required this oath to prevent people from capriciously claiming other people's belongings. The Gemara questions the oath's validity. If we suspect him of stealing, we should suspect that he would also swear falsely. Therefore, we can infer from our Mishnah, Even one who is guilty of financial crimes would not swear falsely. As Rashi explains, People consider swearing falsely a more severe sin. And as Tasis adds from the Gemara elsewhere, the world shuddered when Hashem declared the love of swearing falsely. The Gemara first cites three examples of oaths in order to prove this principle, but rejects them. One swears if he admits the part of a claim. Clearly, we suspect he is stealing, and yet we administer an oath. The Gemara rejects this proof. It is possible he does not intend to steal, but merely to defer payment. Rabbi Bahama asserts that a guardian swears only if he also admits to part of the claim. Clearly, we suspect he's stealing, yet we administer an oath. Here too, the Gemara answers, He merely seeks to buy some time, hoping to track down the thief or locate the missing item. Although Rav Chizu said, one who denies that he received an item for safekeeping is invalidated as a witness, the Gemara answers, This is only if witnesses testify that he was aware that the item was in his house at the time, or that he was holding it, therefore he clearly intended to steal it. Otherwise, we would assume he merely intended to defer payment. A guardian who refuses to swear that he was not negligent and chooses to pay instead must still swear that the item is not currently in his possession. Clearly, we suspect him of stealing the item and yet we administer an oath. The Gemara rejects this proof as well. He may justify his actions by reasoning that he's not stealing since he will pay for the item. Although the Torah explicitly prohibits taking something forcibly even with payment, People often assume that the Pasuk only refers to taking something without paying. The Gemara continues into the next Da'af to conclusively prove this principle from three other oaths. One who categorically denies a claim is obligated to swear Midrabanan. In this case, there is no basis to assume that he was merely deferring payment and yet we allow him to swear. The Gemara Daf Bey cited a case of Chenveni, an employer instructed his shopkeeper to pay his employee, and the shopkeeper and the employee argue whether he paid them. The Tanakama maintains that they both swear and collect payment from the Balabais. In this case, one of them certainly intends to steal, and yet we allow them to swear. A shamer who claims that an item was lost or stolen due to unavoidable circumstances, which exempt him from payment, must take three oaths. I was not negligent. I did not use it inappropriately. And it is not currently in my possession. This third oath indicates that we suspect him of stealing, and yet Bezna administers an oath. Thus, the Gemara proves conclusively. However, Abaya maintains, Therefore, if we indeed suspected him of attempting to steal someone's talus, we would not allow him to swear. Rather, we allow him to swear because 
we suspect that he seized the talus as payment for a possible outstanding debt. And parshi inchi misafik shvua fully parshi misafik mamayna. Although he was willing to take money that was possibly not his, he would not swear under such circumstances because mamin isi bechazara shvua lesi bechazara. He reasons that he can always return the money but cannot take back the oath.